0: Thank you, may Take your seats. I should like to mention before I open the scriptures tonight, I have a few copies of the Heartbeats of the Holy uh, on the table over there. If you do not have a copy, I'd be glad to give you a copy. You can check on that after the service. Thankful for the privilege to be here. I, uh, I know you're disappointed that Brother Langston was not able to come. I was with him in meeting on Tuesday morning. He's still sharp as a tack, and uh, I enjoyed the fellowship we had together. I invite your attention to the book of Second Corinthians, chapter number four. Second Corinthians, chapter four. We're we're living in uh, in uh, days where uh, men are changing their positions, but well, I'm, uh, I'm grateful that we have a Bible. Grateful that we have a God that never changes. It was Saul of Tarsus on the Damascus Road. He said it was about it was about noonday and there was a light from heaven. Uh, and, and then he, he got to he got to re- repeating that in chapter 22. He said there was a great light from heaven. And then in chapter 26 he said that light was brighter than the noonday sun. Praise God in the Lamb. I'm glad it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And by the way, may God help us tonight to recognize that God has left us here for a purpose. Notice with me, if you would, please. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I'll begin reading verse 1. The Bible said, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Aren't you glad for mercy? Praise God. I'm grateful for the mercy of the Lord. I had a great need of mercy and he extended great mercy to me. And I say to you, we ought to be merciful to others because of the great need for mercy. Amen. He said uh, in verse number two, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God ...and not of your school. Uh, It may be of God... ...and not of your position. It may be of God... ...and not of us. I say to you... ...he said... ...for we we are troubled on every side... ...yet not distressed. We're perplexed... ...but not in despair. Persecuted... ...but not forsaken. Cast down... ...but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body... ...the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. He said, for we which live are always delivered unto death. For Jesus' sake, the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. Oh, there's so much in the context. But I'm going to zero on just one little thought in verse number 7. The Apostle Paul is saying, and by the way, he, he did get born again on the Damascus Road. And he, he said uh, in 1 Timothy 1.15, he said, This is a faithful saying worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. I, I'm saying to you, there's some folk today that call themselves preachers that are, that are fearful to mention sin. Right. And I say to you, God, help us to preach against sin, name sin. I'm not talking about being ugly or being mean, but being biblical. And he said, I, I, I not only have a great confession, but a great confidence. He said... He said in 2 Timothy 1.12 he, uh, he said nevertheless for I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Not only a great confession and great confidence but he comes to 2 Timothy chapter 4 with a great conclusion. He said I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. God help us. To have a good conclusion. Amen. Had a good start. Amen. Yes, sir. But he said, uh, We have this treasure in earthen vessels. I I want to preach just a little bit on earthen vessels. I'll talk a little bit about the treasure, talk a little bit about the, the vessel, and talk a little bit about the power. And by the way, if there was a day that we need a demonstration, of the spirit and power. It's tonight. It's in your life and it's in my life. It's not about you and it's not about me. It's all about Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, slave before the foundation of the world. Would you pray with us? Lord Jesus, I love you. Thank you for what you've done in our lives and days gone by. Thank you for what you're doing. I do pray that he, the Holy Spirit, might not be grieved, quenched, lied to, or resisted tonight. I pray that you might breathe upon us as you breathe upon the disciples in the upper room. God, help us that we might realize our responsibility. I pray that you might, Lord, speak through our lips of clay. And may you be glorified, we pray it in Jesus' name and for Jesus' sake alone. Amen and amen. I'm I'm thankful. The apostle Paul, let me just give you a few verses and and then I'll get into the mess. In the book of Galatians, chapter number 1, notice what Paul said in verse 15. He said, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me, he did the calling, he, he called me by his grace. Called, and, and by the way, I believe the, the call of God is personal. I, I believe it's a clear call. And I believe there's a lot of folks that's running tonight that God didn't send. And by the way, God called men that are qualified. Amen and amen. And, and by the way, uh, you can, you can dishonor God and you can forfeit your right to be a preacher because you violated the word of God. But I'm saying to you, I'm not your judge. I have folk that want to throw rocks at me because I still believe that uh, a preacher should be blameless the husband of one wife. And, and, and c- could I say to you, God hasn't changed his qualification for you or for me. And so we got folks that are popular today, and they've got a crowd today, but they don't have the power of God today. I, I, he, said, uh, he said, it pleased God who separated me from a mother's womb And call me by His grace to reveal... Why did He call it? To reveal His Son in me that I might do what? That I might preach... Him among the heathen. Immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood. I'm saying, till so Paul is describing for us uh, in Second Corinthians, he's describing for us the ministry of the new covenant and its glory that's yet hidden. I, I want to say to you, it's hidden from the lost because of their unbelief. I, I, I say in the book of First Corinthians, chapter number one. If you'll notice with First Corinthians, chapter number one, and read with me this familiar text. First Corinthians chapter number 1, and I'm looking at verse number 18. I'm sure you can quote it, but the scripture said, for, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. God did not call us to give book reports. I, I'm saying God called us to preach this book. And, 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 and I'm saying this. Uh, the glorious gospel has shined in our heart. I'm grateful for the gospel. I was preaching uh, at a place not long ago and a peckerwood came up at the close of the service and I preached on the gospel and he said, uh, which gospel were you talking about? I said, as far as I'm concerned, there's only one, amen? And if you preach any other, that's false doctrine, I say. to, And, and, and so I, I, I'm grateful. You, you see... Uh, there's a lot of people pretty well sold on themselves. They got a real high opinion of themselves. Remind me of Dr. Lakin. Uh, when he said in my pulpit one time, he said, uh, he said some of these uh, fellows are like the, the woodpecker that was pecking on the sapling. And about the time they started pecking, lightning struck and split that sapling right down the middle. Said he flew away to his other wood friends and said, come and look what I did. <laughs> Could I say to you tonight, if there's anything accomplished in your ministry or in mine, it's not because of you; it's because of God. I'm saying to you, it's God. Are, are you listening? The Bible said, "Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure." I'm saying this glorious gospel has shined in our heart. What to do? It reveals the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Only God can make something out of nothing. And so, consider with me, please. Say, uh, consider with me, please. The, the treasure, that the gospel. Aren't you glad for the gospel? It's still the power of God into the salvation. To everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to you didn't get saved apart from the gospel. Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. He died upon an old ragged cross. He was taken for the cross and buried. The third day, it rose again. And, and by the way, we have the gospel to present. Thank God for. I don't have to make up a story. I've had the gospel to preach. It's unknowable. Are you listen? It's unknowable by human wisdom and it's unknowable by position. I, I say the treasure was mercifully bestowed. Uh, it-, it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, notice with me once again and verse number 6, he said, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And and again, uh, the way we function shows how we operate. And and so, be careful. Your flesh, as a preacher man, your flesh can conceal the gospel. I hear folk talking about, said you'll never worship God until you embarrass your flesh. I've heard that a lot of times, but I've never read it in the King James Bible. I did read about mortifying the flesh, I did read about putting the flesh to death. And can I say to you, mm, it's to recognize this our, our motives can conceal the gospel. Why do we do what we do? Amen. And, and so the light sometimes is hidden in the filth of the flesh. And uh, in Romans chapter 6, verse 11 through 13, he said we'd reckon ourselves to be dead indeed in sin, but alive in Christ. And we have a choice. We can yield our members as instruments of righteousness unto God or yield our members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. And the choice is yours. Don't blame somebody else. And so most of the time... Most of the time, instead of reckoning our flesh to be dead, we just have it captured and do conflict with it. Hello? Flesh won't die that way. Amen. Only one way to reckon it to be dead, and that's by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Yeah. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life that I, I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah. And so the treasure. Thank God for the gospel. And, and we have that. That's been given to us. And so then notice with me, I thought about the vessels. Uh, the vessel, he said, uh, for we have this treasure in what kind of vessel? Earthen. Earthen vessels. Uh, the Lord is speaking to Ananias and said of of Saul after his conversion, he said in Acts nine fifteen, he said that he was a chosen vessel. Right. A chosen vessel. Could I say to you the vessel the vessel does not have any ability. The, the vessel has no personality. If you died he didn't have no personality. The vessel only has capacity And that capacity is determined by your obedience to God. And so we ought to have a proper attitude a proper attitude. We're a chosen vessel as he was chosen. We too have been chosen. A chosen vessel. And, and, and when we do that, when we have the right attitude, God gets the honor. Yes, sir. Amen. I, I get so sick of this personality religion. Come on. Folks are promoting self. No, no, it's, it's not about you. It's about Christ. Amen. And so John the Baptist is in the wilderness of Judea, and he lift up his eyes and they saw Jesus and he said behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And he's inquired of by others and they said "Uh, who are you? What sayest thou of thyself? Well we got a lot of folks who write a lot of chapters about it today. (laughs) What sayest thou of thyself? And and so he said I'm just a voice not an echo I'm, I'm, I'm a voice I'm just one a voice for God and by the way I, I want to be a voice for God and, and so we are vessels so that God might use us yes. right. I want God to use me yes, sir. I remember early on in my Christian life and that's been started 62 years ago when Jesus saved my soul and when God called me to preach back in 56 years ago when God called me to preach, God put a desire in my heart to be used of him. Amen. I don't want to waste your time and I don't want to waste my time. That's right. And we only passed by this just one time. That's right. And could I stop to say thank you, preachers, for being here. Yes. I, what, what could be accomplished in America tonight if all of us would reckon the fact that we're just vessels? Yes. And the important thing, is the gospel. The important thing is what God has given to us. And so we're vessels so that God might use us. But we are earthen vessels so that we might depend upon God's power and not our power. I remember Monroe Parker speaking to the pastoral theology class at school. And he said some of these preachers is like the coon dog that can't tree the coon. But they want to kill the dog that can Hello. I'm saying to you, if you can do it better and longer and stronger than I can, then praise God for it. I'm not in a race with you. I read a verse of scripture in the book of Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3. He said, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. You'll think right. And so, God's power is not us. It's God that works in us uh, and not where ourselves. So, we're a common vessel. In yes. uh, the book of Jeremiah, here's uh, Jeremiah as he goes down to the potter's house and he sees the potter's hand molding a vessel. And uh, he molds that from the inside with his hands. But from the outside, the pressure from the outside, sometimes circumstances, but God is molding a vessel. He's making us. I'm glad he's still working on me. I, 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 still, I, I still have desires to, to be faithful to the Lord, doing what I can while I can. As Dr. Ballou would say, and realizing there'll come a time when I can't do what I would do what I could do. So that is just a clay pot. We're just clay in the potter's hands. It's like a pitcher. It's like an earthen vessel. It speaks of humility. It's a fragile vessel. It's an inexpensive vessel. It's not worth much. notice what Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 again and 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and uh, let me put in verse number 26 he said for you see your calling brethren how that not many wise men after the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and the base things of the world and things which are despised as God chose it. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Here's the reason why. That no flesh should glory in his presence. And so when you preach and somebody gets saved, Be careful about robbing God for the glory. You you preach in somebody's homes put back together. Be careful. Recognize this. It is God that does that work. You can sow the seed, but you can't make it come up. I'm saying to you, we give out what God gives us as we study the Word of God. And we share it with others, but God gives the increase. And he said in 1 Corinthians 3, now, he that planteth and he that watereth are one. And our problem tonight is that we're not willing to be a part of one. We want to be one. Can I say to you, thank God for those who sowed the seed before I came along. Thank God for those who faithfully stood by the stuff and gave out the word of God that affected my family, affected my wife and my daughter and my grandkids. I say, blessed be the name of the Lord. So God could use a cripple, a blind, male, female, white, black, big, little, short, tall, fat, skinny. That's not important. In fact, to recognize this, uh, listen, the vessels are not on parade. Right. Yes. Right. Yes, sir. So the important part is the content. And, uh, and so I recognize we draw... T- we don't draw attention to ourselves. Paul said I'm crucified with Christ and he said to to me to live is Christ and to die is gain and John said he must increase but I must decrease. And I say, I, I, I believe the Lord would say to us if you guard the treasure I'll guard the vessel. If you, if you, Look after the treasure. The treasure is more valuable than the vessel. And, and and the message is more valuable than the messenger. And the, and the treasure is more valuable than the vessel. And the fortune is more important than the vault that holds it. And the light is more important than the lamp that sheds it. And the content is more important than the container. I'm saying, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the power might be of God, not of man. And so we're to be clean vessels. How many among Our ranks through the years have fallen by the wayside because they've succumbed to the lust of the flesh and they've destroyed their ministry and their families are torn asunder. And by the way, could I remind you tonight that your flesh didn't get saved when you got saved. It's still as wicked and rotten as it ever has been. And your first, are you listening, preacher? Your first ministry is your family. And, 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 and by the way, you need to take care of home. Someone said this. He said, your wife can endanger your ministry. Your wife can enhance your ministry. And your wife can end your ministry. And she might, you better make sure that you take care. By the way, that's uh, Christ is to be first in our life but i 'm saying to you, if you lose your family, you don 't have a ministry. That's right. So clean, clean vessels, God help us to stay clean in this day of technology, where everything under the sun is being propagated and flashed before the eyes of young and old. I say to you, God, help us to and, and so I, I, I encourage young particularly young married couples, I said one of the best prayers you could pray for your family is, God, I pray that you would create a, create a barrier around my relationship with my wife and with anybody else. God, would you protect us? I'm not so fair. I can't handle that. I'm telling you, but he can. And so we're to be clean vessels uh, uh, and avoid contamination, which is False. Uh, We're to be empty vessels. We're to be empty vessels to manifest God's glory. In John chapter 2, there were six water pots was there for the purifying of the Jews. They were empty vessels. The Lord Jesus said to those servants, he said, fill the water pots with water. Yes. And they didn't need water. They was out of wine. They, but he said, fill them with water. They did what he said do. And God did an inward, infinite work on the inside that wasn't seen by the eyes of others. But I'm saying to you, it didn't remain unseen. That's what God wants you to do is to pour in the water of the word and God does that inward work, that, that, mm, that infinite work. I'm saying to you, God does that incessant work. He takes that word like a hammer and crushes the rock into pieces and God transforms from the inside out. And so uh, the constant overriding tendency is to draw attention to yourself. You said, Preacher, I don't have any problem with that. Well, you lie about other things, too. The vessels were used for God's glory. They were sanctified, set apart for the Lord. And so there's no miracle of anointing until there's a miracle of changing. So it begins with earthen vessels that are empty, They're not filled with personal ambitions, desires, or claims for personal achievement. It's not my will, it's His will. I I want His will. So I'm to be emptied of self so God can get glory when He does something through me. Mm. Vessels that are empty so God can put the Word in. So He can change us to be other than what we are in and of ourselves. J. Hudson Taylor said, all God's giants have been men who did great things for God because they reckoned on him being with him. And so those vessels will be illuminated vessels. And Jesus said, you're the light of the world. We let our light so shine. In the book of 2 Kings, that widow woman was to vessels that were empty they were empty they were to be available vessels but empty so that the word may be put in be available so that the holy spirit may be may be given free course and the oil is there the holy spirit the holy spirit of god uh, it's it's not just for some it's for all who are saved the crucible of all had no limitation and i say to you every available vessel was filled and so what, did, uh, what was done with the field vessels? She paid her debt. Everybody. And we have a debt to pay. Yes. Yes. And so we are to present the gospel in application and in information. But then there was the vessels to be broken vessels. Light on the inside shines out when the vessel is broken. The alabaster box of ornament in Luke chapter number 7. Uh, Gideon. And his uh, 32,000 men. And uh, he starts with 32,000. 22,000 of them was fearful, was afraid, and was sent home. 9,700 of them did not act right around the word of the water. Yes, sir. I know there's a lot don't act right around the <laughs> word today. They're putting their mouth down in the water, and you can't see the enemy coming. So but you had to cup that hand. He couldn't see anything around him. It couldn't be watchful. Can't see when you're what you're drinking either. But the Lord said, By these three hundred I'll deliver thee. And so they're broken so that the light of the glorious gospel might shine through. Torches seen when vessels are broken. So the victory was given not by men, they were too few. It was not by the pictures. They're broken. But it's by the fire and power of our God. Yes, sir. And so that brings me to the last little thought. On the power. That, that the power may be of God. The power may be of God. I know if you've been preaching very long. You've watched God do the miraculous. You've watched God move in such a way that no one would dare touch any of the credit. Right. It was God that did that. Yeah. God's choice of vessels to reveal God's power and he's not revealing man's wisdom. There's yeah. a lot of folk got a lot of degrees, not much temper to her. Paul didn't have charisma. is right. 10.10, but Paul had a determination. Yes, he ma'am. said, I'm determined to know nothing among you. Save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So we focus on the treasure and not the vessel. And we focus on the master and not the servant. J. Henry Jowett said, A ministry that costs nothing accomplishes nothing. Remember, we're privileged to have this treasure in earthen vessels the treasure is the gospel in our vessel of clay I was coming out of a motel in East of South Carolina a few Sunday nights ago and a lady came up as my wife and I were leaving the motel and she said are y'all going to church and I, I said yes ma'am we're going to church she so, and she I swear and we spoke to her about her relationship with Christ and here's what she said she said, I've been battling, doubting my salvation for 29 years. And she said, I've been looking for a feeling. I said, ma'am, it's not feeling, it's faith. And she said, I got it settled this morning. I got born again this morning. I'm grateful that the gospel is still the power of God in this You can determine the emptiness emptiness by your obedience to the word. You can determine the availability by your surrender. But God determines the brokenness. And I should say this. It doesn't have to be a tragedy to get broken. May God help us to cherish the thought. If God's called us to preach, I want to be a good preacher for the Lord. I, I I want others to be helped when I preached. I'd like to see more folks saved, but I but I know this. Someone said, "You know, things have changed a great deal since we first started out, and that was 56 years ago." But this book hadn't changed, oh, that's right. and, and, and our God hadn't changed it undoubtedly must be that we've got the emphasis on the wrong place I heard Brother Melvin Aiken make this statement a few days ago he said we've got too many preachers that are trying to impress God gentlemen I say to you you can't impress God how could you impress someone who knows everything being everywhere But I tell you what you can do, you can please him.